Buried Treasure, a Dayton Pirate Podcast. So this is just, we just talk, basically. We have the same questions we ask everyone, just a few of them, but the rest is just talking. So uh, why don't you start by telling us who you are Mm -hmm. and uh, any history you want to give us to what your position is now and how you got there. Yeah, my name is Mitch Coleman. I'm the agriculture teacher, and I've been here since 1990. I'm going, I think this is the start of my 34th year, um, and I've only taught here. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of stuff before that, and uh, I worked on a ranch after high school and raised animals, raised some tall cattle, and did all sorts of things. And um, I'd always, always wanted to be a teacher, um, just to tell you some of the history. And my, both my grandmas were first grade teachers, one in Idaho and one in Missouri. And I don't know, I just always liked to teach and, and thought about those things and did a lot of stuff. And so I got, got married and had my first child and realized that working for somebody else on a cattle ranch was not going to pay the bills very long. Mm-hmm. So I went back to school, went to Lynn Benton Community College for two years, uh, and then to Oregon State and got my master's degree uh, in education mm-hmm. and uh, economics. And, and then I got this job and it was yeah. totally it was just a God thing that I got here and wasn't what I had eaten. And even the Anne was the ag girl at the time, right? Yep. When you made her, she's yep. the one that kind of yep. started Absolutely. you in that direction. So, yep. mm-hmm. so uh, I love, I love what I do, um, yeah. you know, and I, I'm going to teach for an, now for another four years. You said four, but I think you mean 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm going to stay with the freshman class till they graduate for sure. Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah, uh, I'd probably teach till forty, but my wife decide really says we've got to go do stuff yeah. together yeah. No, that's in retirement. Fair. So that's where we're at. That's fair, and yeah. I feel like this is an episode that could be like Cher or Madonna. We could just one name, first name it, and not mm-hmm. even have to introduce you by last. <laughs> I'm sure everyone in Dayton knows who you are, but for those who don't know who you are, mm-hmm. who might be listening, talk to us a little bit about the program that you run here at Dayton High School. And- <laughs> what yeah. the program itself is known for before we get into what you're known for. You know, it, uh, it's something that we've really built over time. And, and when I say built, it's not just me, it's a lot of people. Uh, we have an uh, amazing um, alumni group, uh, Anne, my wife. Uh, I don't do anything without her. Yeah. And, you know, we get a second ag teacher and we don't pay for it with her, <laughs> you know, because um, she's always there. Um, we, we started um, in 1990 with uh, this program was pretty low. And it hadn't won a lot. It hadn't done a lot. So that's probably the best program to take over is one that's at the bottom because yep. there's no direction except for up. Yep. And, and we just kept looking at ways to get kids involved. I remember Tom Gallagher hired me and he said, Mitch, whatever you do, I want you to take lots of kids. So I load the bus. Oh, and even yeah. till today, I load the bus. When we go on a field trip, we take a, a full bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what I've learned over time is that um, things have to be fun. Yeah, we talked um, about that last time we met. We talked about, yeah, when we were together, we talked about it. I learned it uh, at, at National Ag Sales one year, and I, I'll tell the shortened version. Yeah, you know, go ahead, tell whatever version yeah. you want. I think yeah. it's a good so, story. Um, I, I had always been taught, you know, through sports and everything, that you have to work hard to win. you got to be, everything's about seriousness. you got to give it 100%. Mm-hmm. It, it isn't about fun, it's about work. And, and I kind of started with that as my philosophy and, and we work hard and, and here when we go to work at things, my kids are here at six thirty in the morning yeah. and no, most everybody doesn't know that or painting but, on the weekends. Yeah. And they're here on the weekends. They're, yeah. we're mm-hmm. doing it. And when we can, 
when we're going to compete, the kids come and they, they know that it's going to happen. Part of the reason they'll come at 6.30 in the morning is because Ann makes breakfast. <laughs> and so her cooking so is... Ann needs to be on staff for the next cooking, 40 years, right? too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they'll show up because Ann will make them food and stuff. So we get all the way... We, we, to go to nationals, you have to win state. And so we won state ag sales and we're ready to go. And we had never been before. And I had four girls. And the, the four girls get, in, uh, get to nationals. And in ag sales, you sell a product. And the product uh, we were all using was a jam. And Ann at the time ran a cannery, so it was jam from the mm-hmm. cannery. And you individually sell to judges who act as store owners and those things. Mm-hmm. So again, I, we talked about working hard and being serious and going in the room. And uh, I'll never forget. And I get a little... I put the tissues right there for you, Mitch. I get a little teary <laughs> I love it. These kids really... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I... My kids are my kids, they, and they right. know that, and, um, and I have a soft spot for all of them. But I'll never forget, Karen, I stood outside the door, and I waited for, for the first one to come out the door after they were selling at Nationals, and Karen came out, and, she, and I said, how was it? And she goes, I don't know, Mr. Coleman, but that was the funnest day of my whole life. <laughs> oh, look at that. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, great. She had fun. The she judges were nice well. to her. She probably didn't do very well, but at least she had a good time. Yeah. Uh, uh, Megan, now it, Megan Cozart, but it was Megan Cross at the time, came out the door, and Megan lives here and still in town. Mm-hmm. And Megan comes out, and she said the same thing. Funnest day of my whole life. They loved the jam. They took the jam. I'm like, oh, great. Now it's two of you. At least you had fun. <laughs> Every single girl, when she walked out the door, said the same thing, that it was the funnest day of their whole life. So at nationals, you go to an awards dessert the next day, and in this awards dessert, there's hundreds of kids because there's 40 teams four kids per team mm-hmm. so 160 kids out there well every kid gets a bronze a silver or a gold medal right mm-hmm. and at the time i didn't know because it was the first time we'd ever went mm-hmm. and and so they announce all the bronze medalists and none of my girls are called and so i think oh they didn't That's tell great. us there'd be honorable mention you know <laughs> so that was where i thought we'd be yeah still with this fun thing in mind that you know it's got to be it's not about fun it's about this so then they announce all the silvers, none of my girls. They announce all the golds, and now we're to the top 10, and there's none of my girls have called. So I know for sure there's an honorable mention coming, mm-hmm. and our girls, at least they had a good day and they had fun, right? Mm-hmm. So they had 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, and not one of my girls has been called. Mm-hmm. Fifth place in a tie for fourth is uh, Karen Williams, yeah. and she's fourth place. Yes. And then they move up in third place is. Uh, Wendy Webb. Wendy lived just across the street over here. Mm-hmm. Third place, Megan second, yep. and uh, Rebecca Johnston uh, was first place. Wow. Little school like us, yeah. right. first, second, third, and fifth place. Yeah. High individuals in the nation, and that moment hit me. Changed like, your philosophy. Changed, as a teacher. changed everything in my life. And when we, when so Mitch and I have these kind of impromptu weekly or biweekly philosophical chats. I think right. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of absolutely. come about where he'll text and say, "Do you have a sec?" And we have an agenda item sometimes, but then we, we just go down this rabbit hole. But I was telling him during our last one because he told me this story that I took a coaching theory class at Linfield, um, and it, it, you know, it's I think it's surprising to people, but the research would support that in coaching that you really have to center fun, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the game mm-hmm. as the reason why kids are playing as opposed to winning. 
Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I think, you know, the same can be said about it, the classroom experience Absolutely. as well. We, mm-hmm. we grossly underestimate the importance of engagement, not even as a means to an end, which is learning, but as the end. Mm-hmm. Like kids who are passionate are kids who go on to be passionate in life and 100%. have a go-getter yeah. attitude, you 100%. know. So, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think I'm lucky because as I teach agriculture, I get the opportunity you know, to, to raise animals, to run tractors, to, to build fences, to yeah. do all sorts of fun stuff. And in the process, while you're having fun, oh, by the way, did you know yep. that these are the things that are happening? Did you see what happened when we did this? Right. Was this part of it? And right. I tell my kids every day that your job is to be a detective and, and don't mm-hmm. settle for not knowing why something didn't happen. Or right. if you see something, ask the question. You know, why are there big round bales that are covered with plastic? It's not good enough just to see them. What's, what's it about? Right. And mm-hmm. so every day kids come in and they'll say, I, I noticed this. What is that about? Right. Well, as soon as a kid asks the question, they're going to listen to the answer. Mm-hmm. I think everything I do at school is what I call guided discovery. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yep. so I tell kids we're going to go do it and this is what it's about, uh, but I don't explain it a lot. Right. And and we'll go out into the greenhouse. We'll start to transplant, for example. So it's project-based learning. It, yes. It's a different and kind then, of learning. Yeah. I, again, all of a sudden they're like, well, why do we do this? Right. Why why is it like this? And then it as soon as they say why, they're bought it. They want to listen yep. to the answer. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's and constructivist I got teaching. If I tell them the exact same thing in the classroom, yep. they're like, oh, not again. If you Here keep we go. feeding them the answers, it's going to be like this learned helplessness. They'll just keep coming to you. Absolutely. So the yeah. best, the strongest research around mathematics is actually the same. Where, like, if you, let's take a third grade class, for example, and they're mm-hmm. learning long division, and you do something like, you know, we've got this pop machine, and there's 16, you know, different areas we can put pop in, and we've got, you know, 500 cans of pop, and you give them a problem that's real life, and they try to figure out the most efficient and effective way to solve it before you ever introduce, here's what long division is, and here's the algorithm that can help you solve it. Because by the time you show them the algorithm, they want to know it because they've mm-hmm. just spent hours <laughs> yep. or, or days or whatever it is trying to solve this problem. They're like, oh, wait, there's an actual answer that someone could. There's a more efficient way to do this? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. So I've gotten John interested in master scheduling. So I think um, because you're, I think it can be challenging for people to understand how career pathways sometimes function. So you're, right. you're one teacher. Uh, which I know you want more of you. They're one teacher <laughs> who basically is running a multitude of classes. So think mm-hmm. of classes from intro level to if a kid's in there every semester, you're at level eight, right? Yep. Of their whole mm-hmm. uh, high school experience and potentially junior high, they could be even higher than that. And so because uh, you can't strategically place all level ones, twos, threes together. Mm-hmm. Mitch has to run what's called stacked classes, which means he has everywhere from intro sometimes to like people who are ready to do internships mm-hmm. in his classroom um, and has to have an individualized attention to all of them and, um, and know enough about each of them so that when he goes to mm-hmm. assess them, he can say where they're at according to where they should be at with that level, which is super it's an it's a organizational nightmare because if his grade book was set up like that, he would have eight rosters every single class period in mm-hmm. his grade book. Yeah, um, psycho. Yeah. But that's, that, that's a lot of differentiation between – it's like, like I taught a split-level classroom for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. That, that was a lot of differentiation. This is like 
on a multitude scale because you have different grade levels and you have different subjects and you've got different skill levels. Mm-hmm. That's wild. And when we talked, we talked about when you think of it as the way that a standard school operates, it seems super challenging. But when you think about it as you really are teaching them how to be employed someday in that field, you come at it more from the lens of an employer. So I have a new employee yeah. and they're in this mix with people mm-hmm. who've been doing it for six years or whatever and are mm-hmm. experts. How would I orient them to the work? Train the trainers. Tra- have yeah. Them. That's yeah. what we do a lot. Yeah. yeah. So talk yeah. a little bit about that. Talk about yeah. all the things. If I was, if I was first getting into the ag program or FFA or anything, what, what might be some things that I would experience all the way up to all the machinery that we're trying to figure out and what can be done with that? Uh, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing. So we start in the beginning level, but I, what I've known for a long period of time in our scheduling, because we're a small school, um, they would always, at the beginning, try to get me to have you know, individual like equine science mm-hmm. and beef and all these things. And it doesn't work because the kids that want to be there can't be there. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. fit the schedule. Yep. And so it, it, we call it ag one, ag two, ag mm-hmm. three, but it really is, it is whoever Where are you ready for right now? Who are you coming <laughs> yeah. in and where are you coming in? And I have to individually set standards mm-hmm. for each kid. Yep. And, and I think I told you before that it hit me one day that my job is to take every kid from where they are today and make them better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then from tomorrow, make them better the next right. day. Right. And I have to look at every kid and that can be really frustrating because some kids are wanting to move really fast mm-hmm. and some kids and ready for it yeah. and they're ready for it. Mm-hmm. And to challenge them every day to get better right. is the struggle. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, within the class, we look at, um, we, we teach a lot of, what we call CDEs, career development events. Mm-hmm. We don't, they're for everyone else, that would be a contest. Mm-hmm. But if you put it in the context of a career development mm-hmm. event, every skill that we teach in class yep. goes to that, right. that individual contest. Mm-hmm. So we just got done with ag sales. Within ag sales, they have to sell a product. They have to do one practicum. And the, the practicums are customer relations, a telephone, like you take an order on a telephone. Mm-hmm. One of the kids does that. One of them does prospecting so that they're, they're going out to look for a new customer. And then one uh, student is doing a- advertising. Yeah. So they're developing an ad layout and what products, and they're all related to the same thing, but they're all practicing one different part right. of, of that. And then they all take a, a test, and the test would be 50 questions. And they have a test bank of 300 questions. Not that we're trying to double jeopardy them and, mm-hmm. and get weird questions. Yeah. We just want to know the facts. Right. And, and so our kids are really good at figuring those out. And, but matching up to, to, to play a team together. Um, this year, we're headed to state. We went to state. And the day before, someone's grandma passed away. So all of a sudden, they're out. Right. Well, now we got to fill in. Right. And, and I grab a freshman that had only done it one time at districts and now she's got to fill the void. Right. And we still took fifth at state. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, that's great. and that's where we're at. We're yeah. just always trying to build no different than a football program. You always mm-hmm. want to have that extra group. And so the cool part going back to what you said is these older kids that know ag sales get to train the next yeah. kids and then, and the kids right behind that. And, and with junior high, we're starting to bring seventh and eighth graders along the line. And so, they still get to be a beginner until right. they're a freshman. Right. 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 So that's just building it up and building it up. And what I, 
and I and I want to someday stop talking about COVID altogether. But that's where COVID. Really... <laughs> I think we've talked about it on every podcast yeah, so far. It's so, but, yeah. but COVID stopped it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my I had this really great group of kids in 2019 that were had won lots of state contests, and they would be able they would be the next group yeah. that mm-hmm. would train them. Well, we came back in 2021. It. it yeah. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Of We're in the summer of 2021, and we got a clip sheep. Mm-hmm. Well, all those kids were gone. Right. I yeah. all of a sudden show up. I've got 50 sheep to, right. to yeah. shear, yeah. and there's no kids that have done it before. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. usually, you know, the older kids, the kids who've done it, have the yeah, experience. Mentor the they, they, they set up, and they're yeah. clipping. Mm-hmm. The younger kids are washing. Mm-hmm. By the end of the week, we flip-flop. Mm-hmm. Right. The yeah. younger kids are doing the shearing. Right. The older kids are just making sure that it's done correctly. Right. And some of them are washing to make sure that it's, it's happening. 21, 2021, like, all of a sudden that day shows up and was like, <laughs> some okay, real, who's going to clip? And some real furry sheep. There's furry? no yeah. one to clip, right? <laughs> the first day we got two sheep done in the entire day. It was like, we still have 48 to do. This oh is going to have to change pretty rapidly. Start somewhere, yeah. so yeah. So, yeah. but it, it, it is the perfect example of the older kids and, and doing, you know, teaching the younger kids. Yeah. The other thing that I, I've realized over time is that if I'm passionate about it, my kids are going to be yep. passionate mm-hmm. about it. Yep. If yep. I think it's bad or it sucks, they're going to obviously yep. think it sucks. Yeah. yeah. And uh, soils, probably the best example. I love soils. I love that the way we teach soils in Oregon, we go through the history. And, and people don't know if you go out the end of Neck Road and you start to look at Neck Road, that used to be the edge of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And there's wells that are drilled out there. Every other well drilled out on Neck Road is a saltwater well. So there's pockets of salt water that have got trapped out there. And and so not only is it teaching about soils, but it teaches the history in Mm -hmm. Oregon and the Missoula flood and all these catastrophic things that had to change to get here with volcanoes. And and so I get really excited about that. Semi-related. Did we used to do the district soil testing right here across the street? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, We've had a a district contest over here before we had a softball field. Yeah. Yeah. Before any houses went in, we <laughs> dug pits and did that over here. Yep. So we, you know, I, when I teach soils, there's a card that goes with it. Mm-hmm. And Herb Huddleston was the soil scientist at Oregon State and was a master, had to be a mastermind because the card in, in, is so sequential and sets it up to learn. By the, the time you've learned how to mm-hmm. fill out the card, you really understand soils. Mm-hmm. He did a great job and it's a step-by-step and Step one builds on step two, builds on step three, and it's just all the way along the line. Right. So that's what I like to teach about it. And so we, when we go to districts, there's four pits, mm-hmm. and the kids have to practice pit and three pits. And I tell them before they leave, I said, you know, you want an A in soils? Just get the cards filled out, and don't get them taken away for cheating or <laughs> for doing something you know, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll give you an A. Right. Because our motto is doing to learn, or learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live, and living to serve. Oh, I that's love the that. FFA mm. motto. Wait, say that one more time. Yeah, do, learning to this do. This is the FFA motto. This is the FFA motto. All of FFA are just learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live, and living to serve. I love it. That is our motto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we learned to do it in class, and then we go do it to truly learn it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You really learn it when you teach someone mm-hmm. else yes. to do it, or, we, or when you apply it to yeah, a real situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know. That the worst day in the soil pit is better than any day I spend in class, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. If I could load kids up yeah. every day and go somewhere, yeah. that we'd have the most brilliant kids in the world. Right. Because that's what it's all about. Right. That's and what keeps them engaged. That's what keeps them yeah. engaged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they, they don't know it, but when they come back home and they've done well, right. mm-hmm. they, it's everything. Yeah. That's amazing. I tell them in my beginning class, I said, someone in this room is going to be number one in the, in the district contest. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how good we are. Yeah. And, and it's not because I'm trying to gloat or to brag. Yeah. I just know I teach it well. It's mm-hmm. the culture and of the And I teach program. them like how yeah. to do it well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you listen and you follow through, you're going to do well. Mm-hmm. And we had nine of the top 10 and yep. probably 18 of the top 20 kids were freshman kid from here. Yeah. And yeah. that's, and that is, it's part of the program. It's part of that, mm-hmm. that, that heritage that, that goes on. Yeah, we were first absolutely. in districts and in both advanced and beginning. And we had lots of kids who were in the high individuals and yeah. all that. So if you were wanting to give a short little elevator pitch for why people <laughs> should come to Dayton and enroll their students here, I'm thinking that whole CTE building is about to be finished. Mm-hmm. Um, so brand new uh, building that was the last construction project of the 2019 bond, right? Mm-hmm. 2019. Just real quick, what are all the things <laughs> that could happen in that space from automotive to lettuce growing to like, what are the... It's a small space, but so much can be done. Like in what, what are the opportunities that either exist currently or could exist based on some of the things that you've purchased. Oh, um, unreal. Oh you know, I, and uh, it's back 2019, I got a revitalization grant for CTE. And, and first of all, you get this grant, it was $250,000. And when you write the grant, the state gives you this money, and, but you have, to, you have to have a future. You have mm-hmm. to have this forecast of the things you want to do. And I'm, I'm looking at where do I want my kids to be and what opportunities do mm-hmm. I want them to have? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I bought a, a Haas CNC mill, which is state of the art. And, and I, and the, the funny part about it all was I got it ordered and it got delivered mm-hmm. on Tuesday. And on Friday we left School to go to COVID. Shut down. Yeah. Oh. So Tuesday <laughs> and it's been used once yep. in there. Cause we're not ready for that. We've right. had construction and mm-hmm. not enough electricity and stuff. So not only did I do that, but in the high school success money in 2021, I bought a lathe to go with it. Mm-hmm. So now I have a mill and a lathe and I have, that's, that's one area. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kid gets trained on that and gets proficient. They could go get a job for 20 bucks an hour, even in high school. Yep. Mm-hmm. And okay. back in 2019, some of the companies had said, well, we're not going to hire high school kids because their time, you know, their ability to come to work is not good. And now yeah. they're like, you get us kids. Yeah, we'll give me them. anybody. We'll get them to work, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. They show yeah. up, we'll put them to work. Mm-hmm. So that's one area that we're not even touched yet, yep. right? Yep. Um, we have Charlie Haskell out there. Mm-hmm. And again, the cool part was my first day of working here in 1990, Charlie was in my class. He was oh. my very first class. Was Charlie a squirrel? I taught. He was a squirrel. He will, he will <laughs> I would have guessed that, Charlie. No offense. No, he will have no problem telling you that. <laughs> yeah. But his life has been cars. Yep. I think and, we've ragged on Charlie. And, well, this is, yeah. We have. This is the second time. We're going to have to get him on here so <laughs> yeah. he can defend himself. He is, it's amazing. You know, he, yeah. he did his own business, built hot rods, did that stuff, and, and got, you know, he's, you know he's, he's married. He wants a little slower pace, and mm-hmm. a, in the wintertime, he gets, he gets cold, so now he can work <laughs> in the shops. And, and so it's a perfect environment for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, uh, you know, he just he loves being in there, and he's just a natural at teaching kids mm-hmm. to have the joy, to yeah. have the fun. Yeah. And, and they get, it's contagious yep. and he loves, and he has a passion. 
So we're we're developing that passion with all these kids. Yep. Yeah. And we're building a new automotive bay so that he has more expansion. We're going to have a car hoist. Uh, we'll change so tires. Cool. We have benders. We have everything so a kid could go from, you know, nothing to know about cars to all the way to fabrication to painting. So cool. uh, you know, we have powder coating that's ovens. So, we have so cool. That, yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's just in that automotive section where we go. In the horticulture, we have three new greenhouses going up. Mm-hmm. The concrete got poured today. Yeah, finally. I know. I heard it's like, it in it's my out meeting. there, right? <laughs> and so next week, we'll start building our greenhouses back. Um, and you're going to see an amazing transformation where there's going to be asphalt all the way through there. Mm-hmm. So when people come in, it it's a smooth, they can drive in and we can load their cars. And Maybe I should can... break it to you on the podcast that you're paying for some of that yeah. so you can't get mad at me. <laughs> I am. Yes, I, we're paying for some of that, right? Um, but kids learn everything from planting seeds uh, in the greenhouse to mm-hmm. growing them to selling yeah. them to customers. And we're really working on the marketing part. Um, this year is going to be really opening up and how do we market and sell more. We've expanded uh, our sales and stuff drastically mm-hmm. since COVID. The only good thing in COVID that I can tell you was that we had greenhouses full of plants. Right. And Claire sure. and I looked at each other and like, what are we going to do with these? Right. And so Claire developed an online yeah. uh, form. Mm-hmm. And so the people were coming and ordering. They would order online. We would fill them and then they'd drive up and we'd load them. Yep. yep. And we doubled our sales that year. And we still have people calling from Vancouver, Hillsboro. They drive yep. here and they will continue to drive here because we grow great plants at a reasonable yep. price. And the kids are learning it, and yeah. they're here to support kids and to support what we do. Yep. So that yep. part's there. And yeah. then uh, Claire is your daughter-in-law, who's My a technician in the yep. ag department. And yep. then uh, McCord has been coming to help. Mm-hmm. And he, what what sorts of things has he been setting up when he's oh, absolutely, yeah. We, McCord's <laughs> your son. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Cord's my son, and uh, Cord is a certified ag teacher, and he's he's taught a couple years in ag teaching. He taught science here. And then uh, went to try something else, and that wasn't what he wanted. Yeah. He wants to be a teacher. Yeah. That's what he, his passion is. So we also, in, in all that time, we bought a banner-making machine. Yep. So mm-hmm. now we can make banners. We're not talking a little banner machine. No, yeah. It is 54 yeah. inches yeah. Uh, wide and as long as you want to make them. So we're going to start making. And we've been making banners and, mm-hmm. and learning how to do stuff. We're, I, when you walk in our doors, eventually – we're going to have FFA down the line and, and he's going to put that cool. on the banners and we'll have all this really cool yeah. stuff in there. Um, I have an LEF uh, laser printer mm-hmm. um, that we can print on shirts. We can print on cups mm-hmm. and mat, all this stuff. Uh, we have t-shirt presses. We have a hat press. Uh, we have a laser cutter uh, engraver yeah. and all, a real all this money stuff. Maker too, so we have all of this stuff that we're, you know, until we get space, what yeah. we've been doing is stuffing all this equipment yeah. into containers, into other shops and everything. And every day we move one, we mm-hmm. move something from here to there. And, yep. and you see it, but you can't use it yet. Yeah. So Mitchell, don't come worry. talk to me about these things and I'll say, I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> I got to come in. Can you show me what that does? He comes to talk to me and I'm like, uh, so, let's learn it together. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So McCord's every day when he shows up, he's uh, coming in and he's getting one more thing working. Yep. And the banners, and now he's... He's taking kids, so like in junior high, I'll, I'll send mm-hmm. eight or ten kids with him, and mm-hmm. they one day they, he said, "Okay, you can make any sticker you want. Just get get online, figure out what you want, and they printed them all yep. up and took them home. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they'll they peel off, and he can do all that kind of stuff. So yep. 
that's the cool stuff. Yeah. So we have a lot of that technology and uh, innovation that we had really well done when Patrick Verdun was here mm-hmm. and he's gone. Yeah. So we need to reinstate right. that because the light, that is the future. Yeah. That's where we need to be. Mm-hmm. And it, to tie it with ag and to tie it mm-hmm. all together all makes sense, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of hydroponics. Yeah. Uh, right now we've got cucumbers and I know you were in, uh, Amy was in the other day and when we left for, uh, to go to Thanksgiving break, the cucumbers probably like two yeah, inches yeah. tall, right? Yep, yeah. that's right. They're about three feet tall now. <laughs> like, they're amazing. They're Those are the English tied up cucumbers. Awesome. I want to see some pictures. English cucumbers. Yeah. yeah. And kids will be able to start harvesting those probably in a week or so. Uh, nice. or so. And, and what was funny is last year I would have them down the hallway and kids would just walk yeah. through and if they're hungry, they grab yep. a cucumber and, <laughs> yep. and off they go. They still eat the cucumber and they're, they're working in the greenhouse and yep. stuff. So we have cucumbers. We have our... We have lettuce growing already uh, in grow towers. We're, mm. or we're getting our grow towers back growing, and then we're headed back down to the grade school. And our, our goal is that we're going to take those, all of those grow towers in. They're self-contained. They have all the stuff mm-hmm. to do hydroponics. We're going to take them to grade school classrooms mm-hmm. and demonst- show them how to grow yeah. and, and to grow their own stuff. And, and then our kids will go down to train them on how to grow. We were I'm just not talking about how our kids with the most tricky behaviors need to have something that makes them feel like they matter. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that makes you feel like you're significant than like creating life right yep. in front of you mm-hmm. and be able to sustain it. Right. So, yep. I mean, I think that could be super powerful for kids. So those are the hydroponics we have. The room, one of the rooms that we're going to, we're building is going to be part hydroponics, but we also do tissue culture where yep. we can grow little plants in test tubes. Mm-hmm. We have laminar flow hoods. We have the state-of-the-art um, lab equipment, mm-hmm. um, better than the science department has. And yep. they know it and they're jealous. <laughs> and they want to come out and start using it. Galusha has talked about that coming out. And I do want you to talk that. about your partnership with yeah. science and other so content. So we're going to be working more closely with the science department. Mm-hmm. Galusha mm-hmm. has already talked about it. We're going to come out. She has experience in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so you take the tip off of a plant. And you put it down in this gel in, inside the test tube, mm-hmm. and then you put it under lights, and in five weeks, mm-hmm. it, you can cut it in, in, into five different parts. And each one of those parts, then five weeks more, now you've got each one does five. So you go to five to 25 to 125. Ultimately, if everything worked out right, you started with one plant today, you'd have a million by the end of the year. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So if you were, you invented a great blueberry that was going to change the world and you wanted to sell it, if you started in tissue culture, and in fact, most blueberries now go through tissue culture, Mm -hmm. you could grow a million starts in one year doing tissue culture. So it's one of the things that we're doing. Again, space, all that stuff has been our challenge. So the new room's going to be set up for us to do the tissue culture. Mm -hmm. Kids are going to learn that part. And then our, our newest thing, and it's sitting out on the tennis, the old tennis court, is our freight farm facility. And it's mm. uh, hydroponic lettuce growing. Mm-hmm. And it's a vertical growing thing. Everything's inside that container. It got delivered. It was, it was built in Boston, got delivered here. It looks like um, something NASA would create. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and, but you go inside and it's all... Um, wait, 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 wait. You go inside it? Yeah, you yeah. open it up. And inside, it's like a trailer. Yeah, oh, it's okay. a cargo trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a container that'd be on the back of a semi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You open the door and it's all set up inside to grow on vertical shelves. Okay. And there's four shelves, grow lights in between each one. Uh, you do the starts there, you grow it, 
ultimately, if, if all we wanted to grow was lettuce, we could grow 990 heads of lettuce a week. Well, that's, we that's lettuce for the community, right? That's yeah. lettuce for everyone. Yeah. And, and ultimately, the, the goal is to make sure that we provide all lettuce for the school district. Mm-hmm. Right. So all the salads and there will be a, an ability to have more salads yep. to do that stuff. Um, but, our, so but our other goal is to go out to chefs, have our kids go and talk to a chef and say, would you be interested if we could grow you yes. all of your fresh vegetables, yes. all those things that you need for your restaurant? And we mm-hmm. could do it every day, 365 days a year. And you could buy it directly. Why would they There's say the no? ag sales connection no? right there. Yeah. Yeah. Sales, marketing, yeah. all of that. Yep. So that's our next step. Yep. And, that's and, so we're, cool. and that's where we're headed with it. As soon as we get a power pole put in and we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was just in a meeting today Every, about it. <laughs> everything is about the finishing the construction. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. it's one of the cool yeah. things, but it's one of the most frustrating yep. things is having to sit here and wait yeah. for a couple of years. I rubber stamped that today, just yeah. so you know. Um, so I don't even know if that list was exhausted if, or if there's more, but I know one of the things, one of the first things. <laughs> we didn't that, talk about animals. Oh, gosh. Well, can you do take a second? Yes. I, I was going I, through the spaces and yeah. then I didn't include your house. Yeah, my house space. has. We have, we're lucky. And, uh, you know, I, I started with animals because animals, everybody loves animals, oh, right? Yeah. And I don't even push it anymore because you don't have to push. We have too many kids. Yeah. Not too many. We'll yeah. never have too many. It, it reality is, but we have the opportunity. I told you about my alumni. Our alumni has built up a fund. They've raised money and they feel like it's so important for kids to have the opportunity. What we've done is um, we make it accessible to every single student. Yeah. And normally in other schools, they would say, well, you need to buy your own pig. Mm-hmm. Well, a pig today, we oh, paid yeah. 600 bucks, 700 bucks for a pig. For some of our yeah. pigs last That's year. That's an equity issue. I think we, at, we averaged about $450 cost. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of our kids that never be able to do that. Right. right. So what our alumni says is if you fill out a contract, uh, you and your parents and us, we, we work on this, you have to come up with a $75 down payment. Mm-hmm. If you stick it out yep. all the way through fair, that goes to help pay your animal off. Yep. If for some reason you don't make it through, and we have one or two kids every year that just doesn't happen. They, yeah. they have good intent and yep. it doesn't. A part of that learning process, yep. everything is here. There's going to be some that happen. Well, then we keep the $75 trying to just yeah. break even on that right. animal. It's an incentive and, for them yeah. to stay And so them. sheep and goats and cattle, steers, have, by the way, I have four steers I got on you Saturday four, at my house. You have four steers in your, at your house. In, yeah, in, your, in your yard. in my house. Right? <laughs> in the, house, in I, the yard. I draw, my wife draws the line yeah, inside the house. Yeah, don't right? let them in the house. We, we'll do that. we have a barn out back. We just added more concrete so that we can... Yeah not have mud and everything around. We have four steers there currently. We have sheep. We'll have goats. Um, and then the Goddicks outside on Neck Road, which is about four miles from here, mm-hmm. um, have let us use a pig barn, their mm-hmm. pig barn, and they've, mm-hmm. they'll continue to let us use it as long as we want. They've, they do that. We've, we've had it for probably the last 20 years. Yeah. And so kids get signed up, and we then say, you know, if you're working with pigs, you got to be there three hours a week. Um, and then you have a feed time. If you're at the bar at the sheep barn, it's two to three hours a week of working with your animals. And then you have to do a week of feed. And how and do you do keep track things. of who's doing that? Yeah, you're well, looking out your kitchen window or, or and marking something yeah. off something. Well, they sign up when <laughs> okay. they come in. There's a, a chart, and it, and ultimately between you and me, it's not it's not as much that I want to 
being nitpicky about all well, you that. You don't want your animals the, to die, though. <laughs> but something we have people who feed. Yeah. Uh, we have barn managers, oh, okay, people gotcha. who yeah. make sure gotcha. that those happen. Um, I have a, an adult out on Neck Road that, that he decided last year, uh, Ken Perkin, and he said, I'll, I'll do it. I only live right out here, like a quarter mile away. I'll take the pig barn. Yeah. I'll take that away from you. And so he, he, he manages that. Someone he else not sure. on payroll. Yeah. So he makes <laughs> yeah. sure that that all happens. <laughs> I need to write all these people all thank you stuff, cards. Yep. <laughs> you know, and uh, anyway, last year, our biggest year ever, we had 150 kids who were at the fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody else, uh, you know, I had somebody, an ag teacher last year say, you know, once you hit crazy, you might as well just keep going. And yeah. I, I hit crazy a while back. And so I just keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, 150 kids, they sold their animals at the fair and we made over $400,000. Unbelievable. Uh, and all that money, I don't get any money from it. The school yeah. district doesn't get any money. We, we, we pay back the alumni, the cost of food, the cost of, of animals. Every other, every other amount goes to the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where this so money cool. goes. And to bring that kind of money back yeah. into the this school district for these kind of kids yep. and that's stuff huge. is for the is families in there, for families yeah. for everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's part of what we do. And, and it, it's just, I have kids knocking the door down every day. Yep. When are we going to start having our meetings? When are we going to have yeah. animals? When are we going to do So it's cool. Yeah. And this, I mean, this clearly, we've talked about this. This isn't your job. This is your life mm-hmm. or your mm-hmm. calling. And one of the first things all of the above on <laughs> my radar when I applied for this job is that we need to, continue to grow this program but before growth comes sustainability and so when Mm -hmm. mitch is gone not gone gone but retired (laughs) what what do we do because i mean your blood sweat and tears is what keeps this program being as strong as it is and you talked about what joy and fun can do as far as engagement and honestly this is your calling and your passion so this is a 24 7 job for you. It's around the clock. I mean, you get a teacher's salary and a small stipend, but you're putting in more work than you're getting pay from mm-hmm. the district for the work. And it's clear that Anne, your neighbors, like people are volunteering to make this program successful for students. And there's so much in Dayton. It's such a, tr- a tribute to the community because there's so much in Dayton that is so successful because of just the goodness mm-hmm. of people's hearts mm-hmm. in the community. Yeah. And in my role, that also scares me because when those people leave, then do we not have that for kids anymore? Or do we have someone else that can step up and do it? And also, I have to be cognizant of not taking for granted or taking advantage of, you know, people's work ethic Mm -hmm. or desire to do right right by kids. So looking for ways to systematize and build so that we can adequately fund the work that's happening. Talk a little bit about this program as much as we can say it's date and school districts it's, it's your baby what do you want your <laughs> legacy to be and when you retire someday what do you want to see happen to it well uh, part of the reason i've really and i don't know there's a lot that goes on in my head and i have these plans i'm not good at writing them down <laughs> right everybody knows that and uh, and mostly because I never sit down yeah. like all day long. Right. I right. just, yep. I move and I, I go and, and that's part of the teaching style. If you have all these kids doing lots of different things mm-hmm. and keeping them, there isn't a sit down right. time. Right. Um, but I, I'm really in a, in a thoughtful way thinking in four years, if four mm-hmm. years is my goal or, or when I'm going to retire, I have to have that date. Um, I have to know and start developing that ability for other people to take mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. So I'm really spending more time talking to people 
especially Charlie and Claire mm-hmm. and and now McCord was as he's yep. helping. How what is it that it's what do we need to do and how mm-hmm. does this work? Right. And where does the money come from and where do we go with this and 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 building self-sustaining mm-hmm. programs. Yeah. Our greenhouse can be self-sustaining and and help us to run our program. Mm-hmm. And so the goal is with the lettuce and the and the greenhouse that that can be an income can be a a source of revenue that can help us mm-hmm. whatever's happening in the school district to do the other sure. parts. Yeah. You know to fund the the day-to-days and the things that are happening mm-hmm. there. Um, but we have to have staff. We have to have people yep. who are going to come in yep. and thinking how to divide that up. Right. Um, I've done it all for, I did it all for a long time right. by myself. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie came on and I, it's hard. And mm-hmm. if you've ever done it to just say, Hey, it, you're in charge. Yeah. I'm here to support you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know Charlie for a long time for the first year was like, well, I don't want to offend you. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to step take, on your toes. I'm like, or, dude, yeah. you're not. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're teaching kids and kids are learning and loving right. what they're doing, sure. I'm, I'm here. Right. Yeah. I'm supporting you. You tell me what right. you need and I'll make sure it happens. Right. Claire loves the greenhouse and making that happen. And what do we need to do to make mm-hmm. every, every day? She'll run it by me, but I, I'm not going to say no. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not always, I'm not the first guy to say, well, let's try something new. Because if it's worked in the past, why would we do something different? Unless we know for sure it's yeah. going to be better than what we did before. Right. And, and that's a challenge. Right. Um, but I really think that to really make our program work, and we've talked about this, is that it, to really be right, it's going to have to be three teachers. Mm-hmm. And my job, what I've done crazy, is that I've done all the hort, I've right. done all the animals, and I've done that. And that really needs to be two spots. Right. So that somebody... Who, but whichever. can we still use your house? Yeah. <laughs> you know, my house is, honestly, I can tell you without hesitation, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And my house is built yep. for it, and, and, and I still need things to do, right? Yeah. Because I'm not just going to go sit on the back no. porch and watch people walk around. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be here to help whoever yeah. I know comes in, on. in my previous role, we've contracted with recent retirees in mm-hmm. that were overseeing career pathways mm-hmm. to help with some aspects of the pathway, mm-hmm. you know, in that handoff. Yep. Um, as well, or even doing some of the work still if it's off campus or what, whatever, Absolutely. or having interns because that can be um, helpful for sure. But I think the work that we're doing around our values and what we want most for students, I think mm-hmm. you and I are similar in that we're kind of big picture mm-hmm. people. Um, and I, I've told you before, a lot of the reason we're doing that work is so that when we make decisions about where we put money or what we're going to build or you know, where we're going to put our time and energy, it's because we have these core values that we've agreed to that we want most for students. Mm-hmm. And I said, we're kind of going slow to go fast, so be patient with me. Um, but I, it is absolutely surfacing that what matters to kids and teachers and parents in the community is these opportunities for students that help them mm-hmm. be career ready, but also that make them passionate about coming to school. Yep. And I think your program definitely is uh, a model of that in the district. Probably the most between ag and athletics is what I heard about the most when mm-hmm. I was yep. looking into this job that I'm in. So we know what your program is known for. What are you known for? And I'm going to throw a question at you that I don't throw at anyone else and you don't have to answer it, but where do you feel you're most misunderstood to? I, for a long time, um, I come across when I tell kids to go into a contest, to go places, I tell them that we have to be, you know, you really want to be as confident as you can. You got to get to that line. There's a line between confident and cocky. Yeah. And, 
and we call it conky. <laughs> you got to be right at the top oh, so far. Yeah. But as soon as you cross over and you're cocky, you lose it all. Right. Because everybody doesn't like it. Right. You lose all of your confidence. And so I, I have to be that way. And at first, I can tell you it was probably because I wasn't confident. Right. But I'm six foot four and I come across loud voice. But it was probably it, that I wasn't confident when I first You were overcompensating. I, I was overcompensating. And people always thought that I was arrogant, that I was just over the, you know, like mm -hmm. I was so confident, I was hard to work with, mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that. I can honestly tell you, and I tell people every day, every ag like teacher. Like not a team player hard to work with. Not a team yeah. player, but in the ag teacher world, like there, people are scared to come talk to me because <laughs> we win a lot yeah. because we've done that stuff. And I said, I'll share everything any day. I tell yeah. my kids every day that you want to beat someone on their best day, mm -hmm. you don't. Otherwise, yeah. you didn't deserve to win yep. anyway, yep. right? Yep. And so we don't want to see someone break their arm and not show up. So we right. have, you know, we can win. So yep. if you came up to me today at a contest and said, "Mitch, I don't understand this part," I I would tell you right then before the contest. Tell your yep. kids, I, I don't care because if right. we can't beat you on your best day, yeah, we didn't deserve to win. Yeah, and my kids understand that. I said, but we will do is we'll outwork you. We'll mm -hmm. show up at 6.30 in the morning. We'll do our best, and then we'll let it, yep. the rest, be a part of that. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, but I think people think that, but I share all the time. I do those things, and I, and I think I've been misunderstood. But you're a real way. advocate for your program, too, and you advocate Absolutely. loudly. As, and I told you that when we, the <laughs> first day we met, I think, well, and I had heard about you um, all from people who respect you and like you, but that uh don't make mitch mad because he's probably one of the most powerful men in this community because he runs the biggest program and i was like who is this guy like you're like a mafia leader or something i was like i can't wait and i think one of the first things i said to you was you know i'm not going to give you everything you want and you said i sure hope not and i said but i expect you to advocate for your program Absolutely. and try to get everything you want mm -hmm. and you said and then you told me i i gotta let you know i'm a hugger and i'm a crier and i'm like well, this is not at all the guy that i was picturing in my yeah. Head and that's why I ask if because yep. I I felt like I under I got who you were when I first met you but I do imagine that because of all the all the plates you have to spin simultaneously you have to be a strong advocate mm -hmm. for what you need mm -hmm. and that maybe that leaves you feeling misunderstood sometimes uh, it does I I have a plan mm -hmm. I have always had a plan and and again I don't sit down and write it down but it's always in my head mm -hmm. and I I work the people who are working with me. The yeah. kids are working close with me, know the plan. Right. They get it because we talk about it. Yeah. But it's not something that I write down, and, but it's here. Yep. I tell you, one of the coolest things in my head ever has been when I started in 2019 with the revitalization, revitalization grant and the bond levy and the things that we wanted to see. And now that it's all coming to fruition, that it's oh, there, so it is cool. like, oh my gosh, I yeah, never I'm, thought. Yeah. That it would really get to where I envisioned like you manifested it this three years, or, yeah. four years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that's what I thought, and it's like we're so close. It's getting really right. exciting to see. Right. Yeah. And this summer, we should have most of it all hooked up. Mm -hmm. Electricity, mm -hmm. all that yeah. stuff. It's been frustrating the last couple of years to not have it. Mm -hmm. I feel most. I, I'm. I feel the worst for my junior high kids right now, because I I have two big classes of junior high kids. And they're, they're here to discover FFA and ag, and I don't have anywhere to go with yeah, them. Yeah, right. Like, 
Literally. I should have yeah. a welding shop. I should right. have a wood shop. I should have a greenhouse. I should have yeah. all these places to go. Right. I don't have anywhere. Right. And right. there's 35 of them. So they're a, yeah. it's a nightmare to keep them all going in the same direction. And yeah. they're junior high. And they're junior high. too. like pretty yeah. cats. Yeah. So I feel bad for them because I haven't got to, they haven't got to experience yeah. it as well as they should. Yeah. And I don't want to lose them. I want them to keep going. Um, and, and that's where we're at. But I, I feel bad that they, don't get, they haven't yet experienced what it could be. Yeah. Now, you mentioned before about taking them and having them do real-life experiences, yep. and they can't do that during construction. No. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Not, not as easily. Yeah. They were at my house today, and to keep 35 of them going, we're trying to build a fence, and they're yeah. not strong enough to, to make the wrench work. Yeah. And, and I, I've told a story before. When uh, we were in COVID, we would go to my house, and I had only sixth graders. And they aren't very big. And yeah. I forget that. Yeah. And I had a DeWalt drill that's a 20 volt. It's got quite a <laughs> bit of power, right? Yeah. We're trying to screw these screws in. We got to build all, all new run pins in the back of the sheet barn. And there's 16-foot boards mm-hmm. and, and panels and all this stuff. And I said, okay, guys, you just screw these in right here. And I look back, and this little guy has got this thing. He's <laughs> held it super tight, and he's trying to drill this. And all of a sudden, the drill... <laughs> it flips him upside <laughs> down. He holds on so tight, like it's okay. You don't have to hold it that tight. Right? Yeah. I said, why don't you just kind of get it in and all tighten amazing. the wrist? But he like whoop, he flips all the way over, and he goes, oh, it's okay. It's the funnest thing, you know. And he's just yeah. Yeah. having a great time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what are you what are you known for? You talked about how where you might be misunderstood, but what do you feel like you're known for in the in the positive? I mean, I can say. Your work ethic and then your connection with sure. kids. Your... And, and I, I have a connection with kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the I life love, lessons. Yeah, life give. lessons. Mm-hmm. My truck, you know, mm-hmm. the, you'll see the ag mm-hmm. truck and I was always full of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst part about the truck, it was donated to us, which was the big, one of the biggest blessings we ever had um, that, you know, the Stollers gave us a truck and, and it's a great truck and all that, but mm-hmm. it only has a half seat in the back. Yeah. But kids are really good in there. We have life lessons talks that they would never talk to another adult about. Mm-hmm. And they just freely talk and open and our best communications and, and learning things along the way because everything is a learning opportunity every day, yeah. every second during the truck. And you hit them with something and they're like, I never thought about that. Yeah. Mm, you know? Yeah. So That's learning. it's one of yeah. the cool things we do. Uh, that was the hardest thing for me during COVID is I didn't get to be with kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, was so hard it was for, super yeah. difficult because I've been yeah. with them for so long and all that. Corbin Anderson uh, was with me every day, oh. like every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we did stuff all and he was one of the. And they wouldn't even let the kids. I'm trying to remember because I know I was the one who had enforced these rules at Mac High, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't even let him outside social distance and masked mm-hmm. at that time. Oh, early. For a while, early. Yeah. But yeah. then when I got so the sixth there's... graders, we could go to my house. We could be outside, you're outside masked yep. and yeah, all that like stuff. There had to have been a way to do it. And, and that's what we did. Mm-hmm. But during COVID, you know, we didn't have school when we weren't even having sure. school. Sure, how right? would you? Yeah. Corbin was with me the whole time. Yeah. And, yeah. and we were, I remember teaching uh, mechanics and we were teaching, and I was doing a barn, building a barn at home. So I would show videos about building barns. I'd watch the videos mm-hmm. and then we'd watch them together online. And then Corbin and I would go do it in, in reality. And the kids would watch us try to do it at home yeah. Yeah. and what worked and what didn't yeah. work. And it was great. Kids learned a ton. And, That's so cool. And yeah, it's, it's cool to watch that. So what would you say Dayton is known for? Uh, it's, it's a super supportive community yes. and in everything. And when they, 
when this community decides to support something, it's all in. Yeah. There is no halfway. Yeah. You're either all or you're none. Yeah. And so we are an ag community. You know, I drive around and kids are like, you know that kid? I said, yeah, I taught that kid. <laughs> yeah. right? So I've been here long enough right. that I've taught. The town. I'm now, You've taught I'm the town. almost <laughs> teaching grandkids yep. <laughs> of the first kids that I taught. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not very far away. Right. And that's a cool thing because right. I also have figured out that every kid, you know, from moms and dads, they don't fall very far from the tree. They're right. either like mom or they're like dad. And they'll say now kids in junior high, especially are all like the majority came from kids that I've already taught. And I'm yeah. like, you are just like your dad. <laughs> say that, just like I your recognize dad. that behavior. I know that. You look just like mom. You look yeah. just like, and like, okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. But uh, everything here. And if, if you ask in this community, there are people who will volunteer yeah. to do it. Yeah. They're not all going to just run in, but if you ask, yep. and I have lots That's the of people, answer we keep hearing. you know, our alumni is great. Um, Frankie Gonzalez right now is our alumni president. And that guy is, he goes over the top. Yeah. And if I, he, every day is like, what can I do to make your job easier? That's so cool. And County Fair, he stands there, got 150 kids running mm-hmm. around and I'm trying to manage. And he says, if, if something's broke, if I can do whatever, if I need to go get ice, if I need to get food fix a wheelbarrow you just tell me and I got it yeah and that makes my life yeah like a hundred yeah. times easier at fair and I've got lots of people like that yeah now. And, so cool. and that's the fun stuff and I've had to learn to trust other people to yeah to turn yep. that over that's a hard one and I'm learning it more as time goes on and yep. you ask how we're going to move on mm-hmm. it's that we've got to have the volunteers and all those right. other people in place when I just when I finally walk out to make sure that this doesn't right and the village is going to have yeah. to come together Megan, yeah. Megan Cozart, who I told you the very first start about ag sales, is our alumni treasurer. Oh, that's right a full circle moment and, for the podcast. And so she's yeah. in here. Her kids in the program. He went to national convention. She went to national so convention. Cool. So uh, it, that's the best. Yep. And yep. Uh, the highlight of my life all the time is when a kid's the light comes on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when it really makes you sense. You can almost to them. see it. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, it's yeah. like yeah. your yep. time. Mm-hmm. There are times it's like, are you kidding me? That's what we've been talking about the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like there was one yesterday and you I was You see their to, brain just flipping the gear I, all I, of a sudden. It, it, they said it yesterday and it came out just like that. She goes, you mean we've been doing this the whole time and that's what you meant? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I meant. That's, that's the whole what I meant. time. Yeah. Sometimes so it just takes time. It's, that's the fun part. Yeah. And when, it, when the light goes on and you know that the learning has went there, it's, it's truly deep learning. Yeah. And that's, that's what I get excited about. Yep. Gets um, you up in the morning. And every all these kids there's frustrations and i every day i have to remember that people kids will act the way you expect them to act and your frustration your anger if you have it they're going to demonstrate mm-hmm. yep and and when kids are being frustrating you just have to okay i got it mm-hmm. let's go do something be different. the calm in their mm-hmm. life and yeah. i have to be the calm mm-hmm. yeah yep and i love that so i love it so mitch you've been doing this for a long time yep what keeps you going what gives you that hope my hope is that I can get more kids to be successful and, mm-hmm. and that they'll have a way, you know, that they'll have a career mm-hmm. that they can look back. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goal, my, my thought every single day, and it goes back to this, is will they remember what I taught them today, 10 years from today, or will they remember how I treated them? And ultimately, it's how I treat them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if I treat them the way they want to be treated, they're also going to learn more. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's a flip of the switch, you absolutely. know, because it isn't what I teach them every day. Every day, it doesn't have to be, you know, I don't know when they're going to learn it. I just have to treat them the way they want to be treated, the way I would want them to treat me, 
the world would be a better place. More of my kids, our kids that have that passion, have that desire to work, to desire to be a, a, a useful part Mm -hmm. Uh, of society the better we all are yep the best part about the motto you know that last part you know earning to live but living to serve Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we are fortunate in the united states to always have more than we need yep and you know we do a lot everything i do is about serving other people and teaching kids to serve those that are less fortunate than them what's interesting about what you just said is um in so many meetings whether it be with the staff or the community or the admin team, we've asked the question, what do you think our students, what do, what, what do we need most uh, to prepare them to cross that stage? What skill set, what disposition, what mindset should they possess to be ready to go out into the world and make this world a better place? And almost uh, without fail, every group says a, a service mindset, mm-hmm. a commitment to service, which is unique to Dayton, but also when I think about it, it really is that selflessness and that, that, that desire to contribute meaningfully mm-hmm. um, that's going to make the world and our communities a better place. So I, if you had to choose, it's, it sounds like the theme of your podcast today is joy and service, would you say? Absolutely. There's anything we should add to that list of ingredients. I, I think that's All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on again. Yeah. Went by yeah, quickly. You. You're, yeah. Sometimes I feel like you take me to church when I talk to you, but I think that's, that's what and you're known just, for. That, that's, that's the mindset. Yeah. That's the mindset. Exactly. Mindset. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank yep. you. Thank you for listening to Buried Treasure, a Dayton Pirate podcast. Join us next time as we interview more friends of the Dayton School District.